Hello, my high-achieving, servant-hearted friend. I know that you're tired of feeling overwhelmed, tired of feeling exhausted, tired of feeling like you can't keep your head above water. You want to have more time to be present and enjoy life with your family. You want to feel fulfilled, and you want God to be at the center of it all, but you don't know where to start or who to trust. I have a solution for you. Christian Life Coaching changed my life and it can change yours. Head right now to gracefilledleader.com to learn more. That's gracefilledleader.com. Have you ever heard of the Pareto Principle, otherwise known as the 80-20 Rule? Well, it's a really interesting principle that states that 80% of consequences come from 20% of actions. And it's been shown to hold true for many different aspects of life and business. It's even become a way to improve time management and enhance productivity. As I begin to look at my days and how I function, this principle or hypothesis holds true when it comes to what I accomplish. And as I've come to better understand that, it's changed how I schedule my most important tasks. So today we're talking about how to apply the 80-20 rule in your life and work so that you can up your game when it comes to time management. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough no matter how much outwork success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Gracefield Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. But my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. First, I want to provide a little history of the naming of the Pareto Principle. I think that's how you say it. And some of the areas that it's been applied. Then you'll start to see how true this is as you make observations in your own life. The Pareto Principle was named for economist Vilfredo Pareto, who lived in the 1800s. It's actually an observational theory that 
80% of his Italian homeland's property was owned by just 20% of the population. And after testing the idea in other countries, he observed the same thing, that distribution is not always or even usually equal. This observation has been applied to many aspects of modern-day life and business. Simply put, the 80-20 rule states that the relationship between input and output is rarely, if ever, balanced. When applied to work, it means that approximately 20% of your efforts produce 80% of the results. Let's look at a couple of examples in leadership. Look at the people around you. Chances are, 20% of your colleagues or team members probably give you 80% of the support and the satisfaction you need. They are your true advocates. Strategically, it would be important that you don't overlook these people or take them for granted, but instead you treat them well and acknowledge their contributions. Unfortunately, I'm going to add my own little observation that the other side of the coin is likely true also. If you look at the detractors on your team, the generators of the negative noise, it's probably true that 80% of the problems or expressed problems come from about 20% of the people. And we generally devote too much of our energy trying to make them happy rather than holding them accountable, and our efforts don't bring nearly the positive result we would hope for. Now, if we look specifically at time management and the application of 80-20, we usually see that 80% of our best work happens in 20% of our time, with that time being the time that we are most alert, most focused, and most productive. We all have periods of the time, periods of time in our day or our week or even our month that tend to be our best hours. That's when we're most creative, most focused, and most effective. Learning to recognize and then focus on that 20% is really the key in making the most effective use of our time. Let's just consider an average of 16 waking hours in our day. So 20% of 16 would be 3.2 hours. That's pretty darn consistent for me. I tend to be best between the hours of about 8 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. And in a month, I generally have about 5 to 7 days that I feel most energetic and focused. I sure wish it were more, but I am significantly impacted by my cycle when it comes to my level of focus and energy. So, if that is true, and if we are to maximize the 80-20 principle to most effectively manage our time, we really should be using those prime chunks of our time for our most challenging and important work. That shouldn't be the time that we're using to do things that don't require a lot of thinking or problem solving and are more routine in nature. These are the times we should be budgeting and intentionally planning our project work that requires the most brain power. 
I often get this backwards and I start doing all of my routine tasks that require little thought just to get off, get them off my list for the day. At work, I might get too wrapped up in checking emails or responding to messages, or I spend too long in social conversation with colleagues. Not that that's not valuable and important, but perhaps I should use different opportunities in my day for that. Something that really requires me to use time when I'm more fresh and creative is in developing content ideas and outlines for this show. I wish I were a little better at just going off the cuff, but I'm not. It takes me a little bit to pull my thoughts together in a somewhat logical format, and I don't know, I'm not sure I always get that right. Sometimes you get the messy me too. So as you look to apply the 80-20 rule, examine your work. Ask yourself, what do I really want to do with my life and my time? What 20% of my work should I be focusing on? And even if you're a little bit skeptical about what I'm saying, maybe consider just trying to follow the 80-20 principle for a few days and see what happens. And as you practice, remember the guideposts that we've talked about many, many times on the show. Your core values and priorities. The things that are important to achieving your life and work goals. Let them guide your decision-making, and that will help you focus on your 20%. When using the Pareto Principle with your own schedule, you might need to be a little cutthroat, like you're pruning your garden and prioritizing only the most fruitful tasks. If you're productive at the same time every day, pencil in your hardest work for those couple of hours. Here are some signs that will help you to recognize whether you're spending your time as you should. You're probably functioning more in your 80% or the less ideal state if some of the following statements ring true for you. You're working on tasks that other people want you to do, but you really don't have a big investment in them. You're frequently working on tasks that maybe are labeled urgent, but not necessarily important for your highest priorities and goals. You're spending time on tasks that you're not usually good at doing. Activities seem to take you a lot longer than you had expected. Or you find yourself complaining a lot. An example of me functioning more from the 80 rather than the 20 is when I spend my mornings, my most alert, effective, productive times a day, doing meetings that aren't that uh, challenging and they're more routine, or checking emails mindlessly, or doing tasks that I do all the time that really require not much mental energy. To the contrary, You might be functioning more in your 20% or more ideal state if you're engaged in activities that are advancing your overall purpose and priorities in your life and in your work. Assuming you know what that is, and if you don't, you should. You might need to go back, back up the train and really sit down and identify your core values and principles, which we talk about in several earlier episodes.
Another sign that you're functioning in your 20% is that you're doing things you have always wanted to do or that make you feel good about yourself and what you're doing. You're working on tasks that maybe you don't like, but you know they relate to the bigger picture or goal. The days that I tend to accomplish the most is when I look at that most productive time of the day for me, which is generally the morning, and if my schedule allows, which it doesn't always, but if I schedule a focused work block during that morning period of the day, and I use that time to do my hardest project work or the work that requires the most creativity or the most problem problem solving, um, and really I get exponentially more done in that small block of time than when I try to spread that work out when I'm tired or later in the day and things like that. So really the 80-20 rule applies to me pretty consistently. And while it takes a while for some of us to learn how to do this, another sign that you're actually functioning more in that 20%, you're delegating some of the tasks that you're not good at and you don't like doing. And finally, and probably most importantly, you find yourself smiling more. You're content. You feel a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Isn't that the real goal, my friends? We want to feel joy, contentment, peace, purpose, and fulfillment. We want to know that we're doing what matters, that we're spending our time on things that are important and aligned with our values and key priorities. I challenge you to consider this application of the 80-20 principle. Think about your best 20%. Budget your time in a way that keeps you more in the 20 than the 80. And when you apply this to the people in your life, focus on the 20% that really have your back and your support. And they support the person that you are and that you want to be. That's all I have for you today, my friends. And until next time, I hope that you have days filled with gratitude, peace, and God's amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time my friends, God bless.